Hey guys, I'm Ernie Hudson, better known as Winston Zettemore. Welcome to the Alabama Ghostbusters. The official podcast for Alabama's Ghostbusters community. Taking our passion for and becoming geeks for good. Find us online at alabamagb.com. Here are your hosts for the official Alabama Ghostbusters podcast. Brock Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. And welcome into episode two of the Alabama Ghostbusters podcast. I'm Brock Parker, and of course with me is Bo Bearden. And Kevin Gardner is, well, he's just not here. So we're hoping to get him back a little bit later on. He uh, is preparing for a, a massive feast, uh, housing all the Alabama Ghostbusters at his house. But uh, tonight we are very honored and very happy to have one Goosebot, Mr. Todd Campbell. Hello. <laughs> Todd is one of our engineers, and he's also a master proper. So props to the proper. No, nah, don't say master now. Don't. Head's big enough already. <laughs> Todd is is an incredible proper. Uh, there's no two ways about it. He is currently helping me with uh, with my uh, second proton pack. Uh, we spent a, a good Sunday afternoon earlier this year and uh, got a lot done on it. And I'm just kind of piddling about waiting to finish it. But uh, thanks to, to his help and everything, it's going to look pretty good, I think. But uh, Todd, we're so glad to have you here tonight, man. As I mentioned in the last podcast, we're wanting to feature one of our members every podcast. And so we couldn't think of a better time to really feature Todd because of all the things that have happened within the last couple of weeks, specifically April 27th of this year with the tornadoes in Tuscaloosa. It, it almost got his house and almost got him. So we're very thankful that he is here with us still. And as, as all of our members are, a lot of them were inconvenienced, uh, to say the least, but everybody's safe. We normally do fundraisers for charities, things of that nature, and We've kind of put our normal charities off to the side right now because there are so many people in our state that need help. And I'm going to let Bo and Todd talk a little bit about uh, the tornado relief campaign, specifically the very first drop that uh, these two gentlemen made over in Tuscaloosa. I live just a couple miles east uh, east of Tuscaloosa, but I work in Tuscaloosa. But yeah, for our initial drop, it was for me. I'd always seen all the uh, damage on TV, photos, and you know, uh, it was pretty hard to look at because I was like, you know, like I said, that's wow, places I've known forever that are just gone. But then uh, after our very successful generating of funds for our drop, we got a couple of items to carry up there: um, baby items, wipes, diapers, stuff people needed. But um, for me, uh, our initial drop off, we carried it to the fire station, just in like a block away from. 15th street where the initial bad part of the destruction happened but uh myself and todd of course we uh, and kevin we dropped off at the fire station and uh as always ghostbusters okay but uh, no people were happy to see us it was it was awesome dropping it off but after the initial dropping off uh, i got to finally kind of look at the damage and wow just wow it made yeah, me feel stunning yeah it made me like i mean it was good to donate that stuff but wow it even like you know hit even more home that wow you know donating is awesome it helped out a whole lot. Yeah, just walking through, you can you can just see the effect that it's had on everybody, just in everybody's faces and the way they act, and seeing all those people just smile and laugh and have a good time, especially like the the National Guardsmen that we talked to. Yeah, uh, they they spotted the patch from about a block or two away and pointed yep. and ran over to talk to us, and it was it was great seeing people actually smiling and laughing and joking instead of you know exchanging war stories or, or discussing how much they had lost or 
or damages or anything else, but it, it really was just heartwarming pretty much. I hate to sound cheesy, but it, it was heartwarming to see everybody smile. Well, that was like, you know, yeah, which also the initial just, you know, with us doing donations and helping, but people who had already been there for a couple of days helping out. Like we, we walked up just, you know, when we were going to talk to the soldiers and there was a couple of guys over there, they were grilling out, had water and all this stuff. And they were like, hey guys, y'all want anything, anything? If they saw you walking on the street, anybody, you know, they were just there to help. And I mean, that was a, that was another good thing I've noticed. Like I've, I've never seen a, a an outreach by people to help people in need. And the, the delivery was done on, um, on May the 2nd, and so it had already been a few days since the, the tornadoes had hit. And people are, are over there where they're out their power, without food, without water, clothing. They'd been at it for a few days, so I'm sure it was great for all those guys just to get that moment of, of happiness, just to take their mind off exactly what was what was happening. Yeah, even for me, just being able to get out and do something that's, I don't know, I don't want to say normal. It's not normal to go out dressed as a Ghostbuster, but, you know, it's it's not a tornado-based activity, and it was it was good just to get out and to do something that wasn't, like I said, that wasn't just talking about the damage and anything. It was helping out and making sure the community will pull through. Oh, yeah, probably the best thing is when we had to pick up Todd, his uh, his road to his house was blocked by a couple of state troopers. And uh, as we pulled out, of course, uh, I actually came in and, Got the good question that all good Ghostbusters get is, what's that yellow yellow hose for? <laughs> yeah. Hey, look who it is. It's our own Kevin Gardner. Hi. Hey, man. <laughs> and, and Kevin, you were there. Uh, what, what, were your, what were your thoughts uh, upon seeing Tuscaloosa uh, that Monday morning? Well, first off, I've, uh, you know, I, I was actually born in Tuscaloosa. I was born in uh, Druid City Hospital down there that just got grazed by the tornado. And uh, just going down there and seeing some of the uh, sites that you couldn't normally see from your, your current vantage point because of the devastation was just amazing. I mean, amazing isn't even the word for it. It was more like just intense. Um, yeah. I have never, uh, well, I, I'd like to say that I've never seen anything like that before. But, uh, you know, back in, in high school, you know, being a, a stupid teenager, me and some friends used to do amateur storm chasing, which, you know, if you've ever been to Alabama, is actually uh, pretty dumb considering the fact that, you know, there are hills everywhere. You know, storm chasing is actually pretty sa- a pretty safe bet if, you, if you're actually storm chasing on the plains because you can see the tornado from 15 miles away. But as, as it comes down to it, you know, it's being a stupid teenager. So I've seen my share of devastation, but nothing on that scale. Well, we hadn't really gotten into the uh, into the meat of the tornado relief campaign. Um, it's not for our glory at all. No. It's not for what we're doing. It's for the people in the state, our neighbors, our friends, our family, the people we love. That's what it's about. It's not about the Alabama Ghostbusters. But as far as what we are doing as, as an entire campaign, two days before the Tuscaloosa delivery was Auburn City Fest. And so we wound up collecting a a lot of water. One of our members, Kyle Stevens, brought in uh, just crates of water. And uh, we had a lot of people donate clothes. And uh, we raised uh, quite a bit of money that day. And and Kevin's wife and and, uh, mother-in-law went and bought supplies, toiletries, and just just the little things that are needed that sometimes you may not think about. And so when these guys made that delivery, uh, that's really what, what kicked the tornado relief campaign off. What also adds to the amazement of, you know, helping out with the campaign, of course, you said it was Auburn. Auburn and Tuscaloosa are two cities that are always at each other's throat because of college football. <laughs> I mean, but it, it's it's crazy. Like like I said, it's folks coming together like that. You know, like I said, we got that, a lot of donations from Auburn to help Tuscaloosa. 
But I mean, we're not you know, like so we're not just helping Tuscaloosa. I know also we're we're going to focus on some of the areas around Birmingham. Yeah, of course we've got a lot of members around Birmingham. And uh, we've got Cameron Dingler. He and his family are in Coleman, uh, in that area, yeah. which was just smacked, just as bad as any other place. And there's a lot of little communities in the state of Alabama that were just absolutely destroyed, probably never to be rebuilt. Yeah, we are. Tuscaloosa is not an exclusive damage area. It, it tore up a lot of the state. It was a rough day. Like, even it was like uh, we got hit at 5 o'clock in the morning by a bunch of stuff, and then later that evening it was just... Mm-hmm. I think I think they officially came out. I think it was uh, they said it was the the most like uh, extreme tornado April ever. I believe I'm trying to think the best way to put it. It was the most. There were more tornadoes in the month of April for Alabama than there had been in any year recorded. Yeah, recorded in, history. In that one yeah. storm chain, uh, I think it was reported it was about 140 tornadoes in that one storm chain that swept through with this with this one giant one that hit us. But Man. that is wow. ungodly. Like. <laughs> you know, and the, and and the thing about it is, uh, the Tuscaloosa tornado actually, while it was devastating, actually wasn't the biggest one. The biggest one actually went through North Alabama. The one that went through uh, Tuscaloosa was actually an EF four, went about eighty miles. The one that was in uh, that went through Huntsville, that I actually, I we we just took a trip up to Florence and uh, I did a little vacationing. I saw the damage path on that thing, and uh, that thing was an EF five. It went about one hundred and forty miles. All the way across the state and never let up. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It reminds me sort of when I was in the Air Force stationed in central Texas uh, near Austin. Uh, we had, there's a little town called Gerald, Texas. I don't know if you all remember back in the mid-90s. Um, I think only 300 people lived there, and, and I believe it was 30 that got killed. So 10% of their population was wiped out by what was then classified as, as an F-5. and just wow. rocked that town. and. And we went down there, our squadron went down and, you know, and helped. But uh, it's just incredible. And I've seen, over here in East Alabama, I've seen the destruction that went through Dadeville and Tallapoosa County. And and it's just, it cut a, you know, just a clear path across the road and took houses and trees and everything else with it. And it's just, it's like that everywhere, you know, from east to west to central up to North Alabama. It just, it's devastating. Yeah, this was this was an apocalypse drill for us, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Now you've got you know places you know west of us that are flooding and uh, definitely some strange weather going on. But um, we are a statewide organization, and uh, we have members all across this uh, this great state. So we're determined. We're going to talk more about things that we can do as a group, as a community, to to help out our neighbors. Uh, you know, heck, possibly can help out help out some of our own members still. Uh, just this past weekend was Free Comic Book Day, and uh, especially up in Huntsville and in Tuscaloosa, you guys were able to uh, to take up some food and, and monetary donations to those places too, right? Yeah, uh, the uh, comic book store, Show Enough Comics, they had a couple barrels set up. I, wonder, I think they had like six or seven barrels overall, but like I know later in the evening, by the evening, I know at least four and a half or five of them were full, and... Like I said, another good funny story with this, like I said, to, to show you that people have come help uh, a bunch of folks of the uh, fans of the LSU, Louisiana State, they were in town, I believe. Uh, they came in town to help, and they stopped, and they, we were just chatting it up, and folks just come in to help. And like I said, we stood on the side of the road, got attention, pretty much a lot of uh, looks. <laughs> but I mean, It's it, all about it, the looks with you, isn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty, look at me. <laughs> You're very photogenic. I really am. But not as much as Kyle. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> well, um, we have a website 
part of our our Alabama GB.com website uh, set up uh, thanks to Kevin. Uh, it's relief.alabamagb.com and that's where you can uh, you can see the progress and see the upcoming events that we'll be doing uh, for tornado relief and you know this this is already starting to fade a little bit out of the public and out of the media's eye and we don't need it to because no. this is going to be for some people years rebuilding and reconstructing their lives and we we're solely constructing a, a year-long plan that will get us out into you know maybe i'm hoping some of the smaller areas of the state that were devastated you know these these people are going to need supplies for just months on end and so we want to do what we can uh, to give to people all around the state and one of the things we're doing is july 30th we are screening ghostbusters 2 at the alabama theater in downtown birmingham behind the McWayne center and we were going to do a cancer research auction but instead, uh, because of the tornadoes, we're going to do a tornado relief auction. Or we're not ready to release yet what we're going to be auctioning off, but I promise you they will be very special items. These are not going to be your run-of-the-mill Ghostbusters items. Of course, it will be Ghostbusters related because that's what we do, but they will be very special. And hopefully, uh, once everything falls into place, like a lot of it is already doing, uh, we'll be able to reveal what we're going to be auctioning off and get you ready to, to sink your teeth into that uh, come July. I'll be donating. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the trap build that I've been working on for years and years now that I just never have time to finish, but that's that's coming out there. We can say that, right? That's no secret yet or anymore, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to reveal that, go ahead. <laughs> well, there you go. TFC Ghost Trap. And you, Full scale. you can I guarantee it will be very well built. Yes. Oh, <laughs> like we said, uh, Todd is a is is really a, a great uh, prop maker, a great proper, and so um, Todd. Before we get into uh, the the member feature section, if you will, because because we are still talking about the tornado, if you will, just describe your experience that day. Ooh, it was an experience. Um. You know, we, I was actually playing Xbox Live with some buddies five minutes before it happened. And, you know, a lot like, uh, you know, tons of the other people in Tuscaloosa, we just kind of brushed it off initially. And we're just like, eh, you know, just a storm, tornado this, tornado that. And five minutes before it happened, we were just like, hey, let's take a break. Go look at this cool wind, this cool rain. Uh, roommate and I walked outside and stood on our porch for a while and just, it, it just moved in so fast. It, it, the cloud coverage just swallowed the sky pretty much and shortly after that it got unnaturally light and that's what was really scary was it was very very bright but still pouring rain winds you know blowing lightning thunder all over the place so it was scarier than it was light <laughs> while everything else was crazy than you know if it was pitch black but we started hearing it we heard the train noise and looked down the street and saw it uh, saw the funnel forming and we're still not sure if we saw the main the main tornado form or if we saw one of the there was two or three different times where we saw the little smaller ones form and never I don't think they ever touched down but they connected with the big tornado and we're not sure which one we saw form but we definitely saw the funnel come down you know you could look up and see debris swirling around fences it was it was Twister the movie Twister like <laughs> none of that's a lie pretty much everything stereotypical they say about tornadoes in there is true uh, I work two blocks away from my house and so you know immediately after seeing this i start trying to call people 
tell, telling everybody to shut down stores, get out of, you know, wherever they are, just get somewhere safe because it's a legit threat. But by that time, it had done so much damage, I guess, to AT&T phone towers that the, the ones that were left were overloaded and, you know, there probably wouldn't too many left. So communication just got cut. And I'm sure, I'm sure I freaked a lot of people out that day because the last thing anybody heard from me for 10 or 12 hours was, oh, my God, it's in my backyard on, on the Facebook status. And then, then nothing for a while. But eventually we were able to kind of piece together that friends were okay. Uh, we walked down to my business and it was, it was gone, but we had shut down. Everybody had gotten out okay. Nobody was there. That's when it really kicked in. Was once once we got down to my business, it was it was legit a scene from War of the Worlds. It's just people everywhere walking for investigative purposes, just to see what damage was done, what was going on. People had to abandon cars. People, you know, forced out of their homes because there was nothing there anymore. And just seeing the streets lined with people, all not not knowing what to do, just walking wherever they could walk. It, it was just it was just devastating on so many levels and you know shortly after that uh, we had heard that there was another one coming through so we all went back and bunkered down in uh in our houses and everything but wound up just being some wind and a little bit of rain and then just started the long recovery process so what exactly is going on now uh in your area well it seems like everything's starting to calm down now uh all the major roads that were closed are now pretty much open uh, they still have neighborhoods blocked off, and they're still patrolling with, uh, you know, police and National Guard and the the really really affected areas. Uh, looting's a real bad problem, unfortunately, and they're just trying to keep that down mainly. Keep the looting down and the donations up is, is what it's boiled down to now. Most of Tuscaloosa has power back. We have internet back now, so you know when you have internet, you're on a good track to recovery. But, yeah, just organizing the donations, keeping the donations coming in, and getting the donations where they need to go is the bulk of what's going on now. The repair and the cleanup, you know, that's going as fast as it can, faster than expected on a lot of that stuff. But it's still just so much to get through. You know, like I was mentioning earlier, it's people are flying through work, but with the amount of stuff that you have, it, it just barely looks like it's even making a dent. We certainly hope for a, a, a great recovery, uh, not only for Tuscaloosa, but for all the, the areas in the state. And, and we're certainly going to try to help you know, bring, a, bring a smile to people's faces and, and uh, hopefully give them some items that they desperately need, things we take for granted every day. Yeah, if you're in the area and you have stuff that you can donate, everybody needs everything. I, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, this church is full of clothes or this, this school is full of toiletries, but... If you have anything to donate, any, even if you've seen somebody say, we don't need this anymore, still donate it to somewhere. There's some organization that's, that still needs that stuff somewhere, so just donate what you can. That's uh, yeah. just, just touching on the, uh, the tornado relief campaign and Todd's experience, and we'd be remiss if we didn't thank uh, the Ghost Heads podcast uh, just this week talked uh, at length uh, at the beginning of their show about our situation and, and the things that we're doing and we really appreciate that and the time given by ghost heads and across uh, the streams radio brendan mertens and those guys uh we've had a chance to talk to them quite a bit and um anybody who is who has checked in on us and talked about us and with us and we're going to use that as energy to move forward and to help people here in alabama so, uh, I guess on to a lighter, lighter subject. Uh, you know, uh, our featured member 
uh, for this podcast. As you've been listening, is Todd Campbell. And Todd, um, if you will, just talk about how you got into this business, man. How did you get into propping, and what was your first prop you made, and, and what are some of the things that you've done? first prop I made was a Spider-Man web shooter out of Legos when I was four. <laughs> and ever since then, it's been uphill or downhill, however you want to look at it. It's, it's just been snowballing. I'm just a big kid still, you know. I still play video games. I still enjoy the occasional cartoon. It's just fun to do. And you see a lot of movies, and you get interested in, in the costumes and, and the props and whatever else. And a lot of times people will say, you know, oh, that'd be awesome to have this, or it'd be awesome to, to build or own that. Well, in our case, you actually can. And <laughs> lucky and unlucky for me, I, I <laughs> watch a lot of movies and have a lot of props that I, I want to make and build. And five or six years ago, maybe maybe a little bit more than that, I discovered, oh, hey, the Internet has forms for anything you want to do. And prop building was one of them. And Ghostbusters was, of course, my first one to actually get the legitimate effort and resources thrown into it. And started out with uh, just put the flight suit together and... Then uh, went on to the proton pack, a trap, and then I uh, started kind of exploring other territories. I, I'm big into Halo, so we started looking into Halo armor. Anything else, really, anything that I like, you know, it's, it's at least it gets a little bit of information gathering if, if they've got something I want to make. But eventually, you know, they had so much stuff that it's like, yo, we need to get rid of some of this. And just went into a business from there with a lot of our Halo gear. We actually make molds of our stuff. Because uh, we have five or six people that we take to Dragon Con, all close friends that we all suit up with, and Ghostbusters, Halo, whatever else we're going to do. And uh, we just pump out the copies, and there's interest for those copies, you know. So we just took that and went with it. And we don't kind of, we're not like making money off of this stuff. It's nothing, you know, that's going to replace my job or anything. But it's, it's fun to do, and, and there's interest. So it kind of fuels my prop once with the stuff that I've been making or, or that I'm selling or you know, anything else along those lines and just kind of keeps me <laughs> able to, <laughs> to keep the build ball rolling. Of course, you're definitely a, a convention goer. We've definitely been able to see quite a few of your, your outfits and your, your costumes and props at different conventions, especially Dragon Con. Um, you got a lot of stuff planned for this year, don't you? This year, yeah, we're taking a bunch of Halo stuff, a whole bunch of new steer, uh, gear that we're, we're working on. That's that's the main the main bulk of it. I've got a couple of new Spider-Man costumes. We'll have a superhero group also, but the the bulk of everything is going to be the Halo stuff. We're taking a uh, an ATV that we're converting to look uh, more like the Halo mongoose. We'll be riding that in the parade with our armor and uh, marching with the 405th, the the community of Halo makers, kind of like GB fans, but for Halo. But yeah, <laughs> the biggest prop in Dragon Con. No, not that. People bring cards. You know, Ectos are all over the place too, but. It's it's going to be a load this time. Several vehicles just for costumes. I can't wait to see how messy the hotel room gets. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my personal experience was to talk about Todd's uh, awesomeness at prop building was my very first prop proton pack I got to see was his. And I was in awe. <laughs> oh, shucks, guys. <laughs> I remember no, I mean, that day we had to wipe the drool off your chin. Yeah, well, like, that, yeah, that was it was, you know, I, I got to see the coolest thing from the movie I love. It was there in front of me. It was just the, the all it was missing was the aura of, ah, you know. Actually, I think it did that. Yeah, probably. I probably did it myself, you know. Had that Could custom sound chip with the angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, it was, there was a lot of drool on a lot of faces that day. And that's, it's, I'm not, I don't want to downplay myself, but I don't want to pump myself up either. You know, 
but you know it's <laughs> it's just great to see people like appreciate your work and that's that's another thing that's kept me going in it too is seeing you know people just come up and be like oh my god that is an amazing scarlet spider how did you do this or what did you do here and ex- exchanging tips and tricks and getting more people into it and uh, just having people appreciate something that you put a lot into you know blood sweat and tears goes into a lot of this stuff and if it was just just for me you know it'd still be uh, a, a great deal of enjoyment and excitement, but having other people be like, you know, oh, this interests me also, that, that just keeps you going, too. Well, Todd, you certainly cured my fear of uh, epoxy and Bondo. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that any of us guys do that that is just super crazy. You know, some people are even, like, in the prop building field or where they're, they're working with movie studios. You know, GB Fans has several, several of the top dogs just working doing that as their actual job, who, you know, do the Ghostbusters stuff on the side or Halo stuff on the side. How'd you find out about the group? I, ooh, that's a good question. Uh, it was Michael that did it, um, the the founding member of it, and I, it seems like he was on GB Fans, or maybe we got to talking because we were, you know, in the same area on the, the whole MySpace Facebook deal, and of course mm-hmm. I have all my props and costumes pictured on there, so I'm fairly sure it was it was just contact through... Uh, just a social networking site and being like, hey, I see you like Ghostbusters as well. I have a site that is getting the guys in the community together, or the local community, and sharing the love, pretty much. And then it, it just happened. Signed up on the site, started posting on it. More people started signing up, and now it's now it's huge. I'm a lot of members. But talk about, uh, if you don't mind, talk about Team Win. How did that all get started, and, and what do you guys do? Team Win, um, it started out as just my group of friends, just you know, our, our family core group of friends, we all refer to ourselves as Team Win. And eventually, you know, once we got into the, the business side of uh, the propping, that's the name that we started going under. And it's uh, myself and several other friends, um, and we just get together and work on whatever, build whatever we need up, um, whether it be Ghostbusters or, or some other various project. And it's just, just friend time, you know, we just hang out and drill what we need to drill, bondo what we need to bondo, make cool costumes that... We get to nerd out in in DragonCon every year. If there is one costume that would be your ultimate win. Okay, we're done. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's it's hard to pick anything that's that's a favorite, especially when you make it all. Because, you know, it's like, oh, this is my baby. And you finish something else. Oh, this is my baby. The third thing, oh, this is my baby. So everything has a real close place in my heart, or a real dear place in my heart, just because it's, you know, it's mine. You know, I, I did it. But Ghostbusters, you know, I've got the Ghostbusters tattoo. I, I made some Ghostbusters plugs for uh, my uh, ear gauges for Dragon Con the first year we went. It's Ghostbusters is definitely my number one, but it's, it's just so fun to walk around in any of it. Spider-Man, our ODST stuff, even just some of the shirts that we screen printed that say just ODST. It's, it's fun just to walk around in those and see the reactions. Awesome. Well, you know, we talked earlier about some things that are coming up. You know, we're all getting together to do a good old-fashioned Alabama barbecue at uh, Casa de Gardener. And uh, <laughs> those are always fun. If we like to get out of uniform, get into our regular civilian clothes, and and just hang out and, and bond and have a great time You know, outside of the costuming realm. And uh, we will be cooking up some plans for different things with the tornado relief campaign what have we got on the uh upcoming calendar we've got uh the 17th of june that's in stone 
course, is uh, the Auburn Summer Night Art Walk, downtown Auburn, Alabama. Uh, before then, we're tossing around some ideas of... Um, I know another food drive. We're going to try to yeah. get that set in stone, which I'm working on right now. Just when I give you a date, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you guys updated on the on the website. And then, really, the summer, we, we tend to take summer is a little bit easier simply because of the heat down here and the humidity got a baking suit on yeah it can can get hot go drop some water weight sweat off some some poundage it's a workout (laughs) yeah nothing like getting home from a hot summer alabama day and peeling the the flight suit off yeah (laughs) 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 we uh we, we might do some things this summer some uh extra things that pop up here and there uh, that aren't on our radar just yet because of all the tornado uh, relief and everything. But uh, uh, the the summer night art walk, we're working, like Bo said, on another food drive. And, uh, of course, just the big thing that we're counting down to is, is July 30th at the Alabama Theater, the Ghostbusters 2 screening, Wood. with a very, very special auction. You know, we, we talked about the, the, the screening for the first movie uh, during the last podcast, and just how successful it was. There were people everywhere. And we're working with the Alabama Theater to publicize this a lot more. And we're going to be definitely getting the word out about this auction that we've got coming up. It's driving me nuts that I can't start talking about some of this stuff yet <laughs> until it's concrete. But I promise, extra special and, things. And the one big thing that I think we can probably release is eBay will definitely be involved with this. Yeah, it's def- we're definitely not going to shut off anybody who can't come because we want maximum value for uh, for this auction. And all proceeds, all eBay costs, all that other stuff, we'll, we'll swallow the administrative costs. We'll, our members will pay the eBay fees and things of that nature. But every dime that's raised off this auction will go to local agencies still helping people during that time for, for tornado relief. And so we're going to try to try to time out the auctions to where they end shortly after the movie ends. Uh, we got kind of a late start last year, so this is going to be tricky to work it out. But we're definitely going to have the eBay auctions up, and anybody anywhere in the world can bid on them. And uh, it's going to be a good time. There's, there's going to be some special items. That's all I can say. I mean, you've already heard Todd say that he's building a trap for it. And who out there who's the casual Ghostbusters fan or not really that big of a fan, you know, where we all have props like that. They don't. They're not into the costuming aspect like we are. Now they're going to have a chance to have a really nice quality trap built by one of our members and be able to take it home that night if they're there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if so they're cool. there. Watch the movie. Oh, yeah. Bit on That's items. A, another good thing I want to hit on you was talking about with the screening. I'm getting, a, I'm hearing a lot of feedback that we're getting a lot of our our fellow franchises, even from Tennessee, Georgia, other places that, you know, they're saying they're coming. And I'm, I think it's going to be awesome because I have a strange feeling there's going to be more Ghostbusters than you can shake a, a stick at, which is good. And we certainly hope so. I mean, we're, we're doing this, you know, the Alabama Theater. Those guys are being extra good to us. Yeah. And, and they saw the crowd that we brought last year. So they're excited to do this again. And... We had 25 GBs in costume there. We had more than 500 people, just general public, show up for it. 
um, let's let's do this even more. Any franchise, if you guys can make it to Birmingham, Alabama, July 30th, the screening starts at 7 p.m. We're going to be there for the good chunk of that afternoon, well before the movie starts, because there's going to be some time that people can bid on the auctions and, and hang around with us and take pictures and, and everything. Get there earlier in the day, and we'll, we'll all be there. And um, It's an open call. If you don't mind traveling to Birmingham, come on in. We always go out to dinner afterward. And we'll go have a great time, and, and uh, we'll, we'll raise some serious cash for, uh, for the tornado victims. And uh, some, some people are going to, if, if, especially if you're there, you're going to walk away with some pretty special items from the Ghostbusters realm and from some really well-known people within the Ghostbusters realm, from the franchises. Uh, got a lot of cool things being donated. A lot of people are doing this at no cost to us, and they're doing it on their own free time, and you know, we certainly appreciate it. We can't thank you enough. But, uh, of course, after the screening, we got lots of things for the remainder of the year that we're still trying to iron out. Big thing, of course. We'll talk about it probably till it gets here. Is Dragon Con? Woohoo! It's going to be a lot of fun. We went in depth last time, in the last episode. So a lot of good things coming up. Well, uh, you guys have anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. Okay. I would like to openly apologize to everyone for being late, but uh, unfortunately, uh, planning for this event tomorrow kind of uh, took precedence. So it's not. I want to hear it. Get out. It's not <laughs> like a lot of people are invading your house tomorrow. No, yeah, not at all. We get to see the epic new room you've you've worked on so hard. Yeah, yeah, I think y'all like it. Can't wait, man. Well, we thank you once again for joining us on the second episode of the Alabama Ghostbusters podcast. Again, I'm Brock Parker, and guys, say goodbye. Bye bye. Goodbye. Later, folks. <laughs> for Bo, Todd, and Kevin, I'm Brock, and we'll have the next episode up before you know it. Thanks for tuning in. I love this town. Thank you for joining the Alabama Ghostbusters. For our community and charity events calendar, visit alabamagb.com.